Welcome to On The Couch Podcast, where you'll be on the couch with Mercedes. I am a marriage and family therapist associate. I'm Takesha. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapy associate. And I am Brittany. I am a licensed professional counselor intern. The purpose of this podcast is to talk about all things life, ranging from mental health to self-accountability. This podcast is not meant to be a substitute for a relationship with a mental health professional, but it is meant to serve as a platform where you can get dope content, no copay, be inspired to work on yourself and expand your perspective on diverse and uncomfortable issues. Now, let's get on the couch. What's up, y'all? This is a bonus session that we decided to do in honor of Pride Month. Um, just to pay homage to some of the people who we feel like kind of get left out of history, whether that be black history, American history. Um, these people just are, you know, very important, um, to, for the contribution they've made to American history and black history. Um, Takesha made a good point, um, on one of our episodes that we recorded where she said, you know, um, what'd you say? What did you say? Hold on. (laughs) She said... As an oppressed people, which is us, black people, as soon as we got the chance, we oppressed another group Mm -hmm. of people who Mm -hmm. were oppressed as well, which makes sense to me because it's a cycle of abuse. Yeah. And we've kind of been taught that. Mm -hmm. Um, So this session, you know, we're just going to talk a little bit about pride. Um, Not a little bit about pride because it's pride month, but, you know, how pride came about Mm -hmm. because... Based off the you know the brief research that I've done, it was basically two African American women who were kind of like at the forefront yeah, of the, the Stonewall riots, mm-hmm, which yeah. Pride came a year after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were a lot of prominent figures who mm-hmm. were who identified within the LBGTQA community. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, but they were also given a hard time because of it. This is true. Mm-hmm. So actually, so June twenty eighth, nineteen sixty nine, the Stonewall riots happened in New York City. Um, it basically was a series of spontaneous and violent de- demonstrations by members of the gay community against police officers who would raid the um, the Stonewall Bar. Mm-hmm. And this month and this year marks fifty years um, since that happened. And I would be the first to say that I think I'm just now kind of finding out about the Stonewall riots. Yeah, no, I never heard of it before. Well, I think it's something that, like we said before, this huge part of history is kind of left behind because it's something that is kind of taboo. It has a stigma around it. Nobody wants to talk about it. We kind of leave this history and all of its richness behind because it makes people uncomfortable. But it's very important because some really tragic things were happening at this time um, that we kind of overlooked. Yeah, definitely overlooked. And Marshall P. Johnson... Um, was kind of like one of the people on the front line of this riot, her and Storm. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were African-American mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. Um, Marsha P. Johnson was a trans woman and considered a drag queen. And Storm De La Vera was a drag king. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they kind of were the mothers of this movement, um, at least according to the history and the research. Mm-hmm. And um, Marsha P. Johnson had a very tragic life. Yeah. Um she suffered a lot. Suffered a lot, and the P stands for paying no mind per research, and that was for you not to give a too much concern about her gender, because she didn't give exactly. too much, right. you know, weight to her gender. She yeah. was just herself. Mm-hmm. And Storm also um, was on record to say 
it wasn't a damn riot. It was a rebellion. It was an uprising. Yeah. You know, it was, it was a civil different. rights disobedience. It wasn't a riot. Right. And that's exactly what it was. Because when we look at the history of the Stonewall Inn, at the time, it was seen as an illegal club because they did not have permission to sell alcohol at the yeah, time. Yeah, they didn't have the license. Um, but it was a place where music, dancing, and freedom was made possible to this community, primarily because of the mafia. Yeah. Right? So... Mm-hmm. For the most part, they were able to pay off police officers because the Stonewall Inn and <clears throat> this entire, sorry about that, <laughs> this okay. entire area over here um, was one of the few places that this community felt safe. Right, right. And even the young teens who were kicked out of their homes, right. this was their only place of, of yeah. refuge, of freedom, of, of peace. It's a safe place for yeah. them. The yeah. gay bars were a safe place for people. And right. it originally started where it was just a place for gay men. Right. Yeah. Yeah. At first only. And then from what I'm reading, these police officers were given permission mm-hmm. to go in there and mm-hmm. ruin the entire vibe. And it says to arrest anyone who was not wearing gender appropriate clothing. Which is why Storm got arrested. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because she probably was dressed what they would have deemed this dressed like a man. Because mm-hmm. that's what she was comfortable with. But, you know, mm-hmm. and she definitely, you know, fought back that she night. She definitely did. Mm-hmm. So, Marsha started inside whenever. Because they were checking IDs and stuff. And basically, if you're closed... Or your attire did not match your gender, they could arrest you, and yeah. those arrests could lead you into jail or prison three months up to a lifetime sentence in prison just based on that. your attire, which wow. is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and so people did not want to show their ID, so Marsha started inside and threw a shot glass. And Storm started on the outside. Wow. I yes. think. Fighting back one of the officers who were arresting her because yeah. I think the mm-hmm. clothes were too tight and she said something and somebody hit her in the head with a baton and her Jesus. head started bleeding. Mm-hmm. And she like yelled to the bystanders, you know, like y'all ain't gonna do nothing. And I think somebody, I think a bystander threw a brick. Yep. At the police. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how it happened. I think they kind the of stood uproar. there, but as soon as she said that, they were like, you know what? Yeah. They had kind of all noticed in that moment that there is more of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That this is our place, that we haven't done anything wrong. Right. We have But who rights. does it remind you of? The police coming into your community, mm-hmm. right. fucking with you. Right. For no Black reason. people. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm trying to understand how as black people, sometimes, not all of us, we... Try to exclude this group of people, especially the group of black people. Right. Yeah. I, I don't I don't get it because as you mentioned what Takesha said before, like we know what oppression feels like. So how comfortable have we gotten in whatever privilege we think we have mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to do that to somebody else? Yeah. I don't get it. It's something that surprises me every day, I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Every time I see a status, every time I see any type of disagreements or like down talking on this other group of any kind. Right. I'm just so surprised yeah. really. And kind of hurt when I do hear from black people. Cause I'm like, we aren't even where we want to be. Yeah. Right. But yeah, we kind of want to like, is it making us feel better to push somebody else down? Yeah. Like that's not okay. That's not okay. Mm-hmm. And they love. And, and so one of the things I was, that we've always had the base with people about, especially me, is that the the gay rights movement or the gay mm-hmm. civil rights movement can't be compared to the the African American civil rights mm-hmm. movement. But you know, February was declared Black History Month to recognize the many accomplishments and contributions that African Americans made right. to this country. Mm-hmm. But we leave out 
LGBTQ mm-hmm. every time, every time, and though, and some of those people that we celebrate sometimes during Black History Month, we're a part of this community. Right. Oh yeah, but right. we leave that part out. We leave that yeah. part out. Yeah, we definitely leave that part out, and um, as if we're ashamed, as if that takes away from what they what had to offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So back to the Stonewall riots before we go back into um naming like famous LGBTQ members. Um, mm-hmm. Sylvia Rivera. Um, I want to give some love to her from the Latino um oh yeah community. She was also you know a big member of the movement and pride and stuff like that. And she um was heavily involved in African American youth activism and the Puerto Rican activism. And she was particularly involved with the Black Panther Party. Mm-hmm. And she was a trans woman. And mm-hmm. she actually was thrown out on the streets and became a prostitute at about eleven years old. Wow. Um. Basically, her grandmother saw, at the time, him playing in makeup, and mm-hmm. she was thrown out on the streets. But the drag queens of New York City in this particular area mm-hmm. took her in. Yeah. Because a lot of times, these people were actually homeless and poor because nobody yeah. would hire them, yeah. and no, their families didn't want them. Mm-hmm. And so they all became a community, and they was kind of like family. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just sad that they even couldn't even return home to the people who biologically they are connected to. Kicked out kicked out as kids i mean they did not care as kids and actually the life expectancy i've seen for especially black trans Trans women women, is from like 35 to 37 years old that is very very young but yet that's why we get into those positions because the community already isn't huge but then those people biological people Mm -hmm. that are supposed to look out for us and be there for us are not there so you're struggling at an even younger age Not even just for basic food. Like, you have nothing. Yeah. Nothing. But, you know, they're going to... Sylvia Rivera and Marsha Payne-No-Mind Johnson will begin monuments in, you know, the Greenwich Village That's area awesome. of New York City, Whew. close to Stonewall Inn. Mm-hmm. Um, as of May 2019, it has been declared that that would happen in honor of the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall riot. That's awesome. Which, yeah. a year later, Pride was born. Mm-hmm. Um so I just wanted to shed some light on some of those people who kind of, you know, contributed to the pride movement and mm-hmm. the um, gay liberation. But they also were fighting for youth activism in um, New York City in terms of African-American and Hispanic um, youth. Mm-hmm. But they also, Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia, started their own programs to where they took in mm-hmm. young people who were thrown out by their families. Mm-hmm. I've seen that a lot, actually, by a lot of the leaders that we talked about, mm-hmm. how they basically open up their homes and really advocate and find these different avenues to take care of these youths because it yeah. was happening at so such an alarming yeah. rate. It reminds mm-hmm. me of that show Pose that yeah. I just got onto, and it's honestly taught me so much that I didn't know about what they struggled with specifically during that time. I mean, we're talking about having no medical, like lacking medical research into HIV. Like they were dying at outrageous rates at that time yes mm-hmm. and mental illness was definitely on the mm-hmm. high rise at that time as well and Marsha p johnson definitely struggled with a mental illness mm-hmm. um and her 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 death is kind of still a mystery yeah because they she was found dead yeah in the hudson river mm-hmm. and there have been um conflicting stories on what might have happened could mm-hmm. definitely um so let's talk about being a person of color okay who identifies with this group and what they may look like um so based off some research i've done um off this blog i found and this guy 
was basically saying being a queer person of color often feels like being on the front lines on the fight for equality in two groups with Mm -hmm. both treating you as an other for me the challenge has been dealing with racism and colorism in the the gay community and homophobia and transphobia in the black community Mm -hmm. he said so a lot of us don't get a safe space we don't get to feel like ourselves around anybody Mm -hmm. he said which often means we find another space he said the majority of my friends are qpoc Queer people of color because they okay. understand what it feels like to be the rainbow sheep in your black family and the black sheep in a white world. Mm. Wow. Damn. So they get it from both sides. Both sides. They wow. really do, and that's kind of consistent with everything that I know of of black LGBTQ. Because mm-hmm. um, even James Baldwin is that was kind of his reason for going to France was because. He did not feel like he had an outlet on either end. And mm-hmm. even in his writing, in his beginning writing, he made a distinction that he never wrote about both at the same time initially. Mm. So he would write about uh, gay and bisexual people in his books, or he would write about blacks in his other books. Mm-hmm. But he had a hard time combining them because he said they were both such an intense struggle of their own. So black history to me is already something that isn't included enough in standard curriculum. Correct. Mm -hmm. And so it's only really mentioned during black history month, you know, in commercials. And so that's when America really pay attention to black history. So, but even during black history month, gay black history is rarely ever discussed, even among black people. Mm -hmm. So, you know, James Baldwin is a prominent figure of the Harlem Renaissance movement. Mm -hmm. James Baldwin was one of the great, He's a literary genius, and people love to quote James Baldwin. They love to talk about his work, and but they never ever talk about how out and kind of proud he was was before the term was even Mm -hmm. popularized. And so they talk about James Baldwin, but they never talk about James Baldwin. Mm -hmm. Mm. How do we how do we feel comfortable with picking and choosing what aspect we want to respect about a person who is that prominent? You know, like it's it's it doesn't really Makes fit. Sense. It doesn't fit. If we're gonna accept this person for being who they were at that time mm-hmm. and the the landmarks they were making within history, how do we take that small piece away from them? I mean, and I'm imagining how he even struggled with what you were saying, how he had to really separate his work. Yeah into two things when they were really just one in one body. He's such a genius that I don't think I would ever pay pay it no mind yeah. to who he's loving or what gender yeah. he's conforming to or anything because James Baldwin is a genius. Yeah. Like, real talk, like, that man is a genius. And... But he got backla- backlash, right? Because mm-hmm. some people even back in the day called him a reluctant black person because he was not... didn't have the traditional mm-hmm. male stereotypes about him mm-hmm. of being maybe even militant or black or maybe his tone of voice or mm-hmm. so he was more I guess gentle with his expression he still said what he had to say he was an intellectual but, fighter right but they didn't appreciate that about him because again kind of go to that last mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where we talk about what masculinity means right and how we kind of take that away from people and how that kind of makes them less of mm-hmm. maybe a strong black man because of how he is getting his point across right mm-hmm. Because James Baldwin definitely spoke up about black issues. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I can definitely appreciate for him. He broke it down so intelligently to people mm-hmm. 
that maybe they did see it as a soft expression, but mm-hmm. you know, it don't always got to be. It was loud, even though it was soft. What he said made so much sense. And if you follow any of his work, you cannot not give him his credit. Right. But I, it's just very interesting to me how we like to exclude mm-hmm. him being a part of the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. I think it's like everything else that we do. Um, we pick and choose what we want out of people. We pick and choose what we want out of everything. If it's something that makes us feel comfortable and that we can respect and it does something for us, mm-hmm. we'll take it. But you leave out any other parts that make you feel uncomfortable yep. or you feel as if it's unworthy. Yep. But you, like you said, Brie, you taking away from who this person is as a whole person. Yeah. You can't pick and choose what parts of me that you want. Yep. There That's it is. true. <sighs> And so I thought it was interesting how Bayard Rustin was an organizer of the March on Washington. And I feel like this kind of goes back into we kind of take what we want Mm. of people Um, because he was not out then. Okay. So he was able to be part of this movement. Okay. So Bayard Rustin was Martin Luther King's right-hand man. Yes. And he's somewhat almost just as important as Dr. King was to the civil rights movement. He was just more behind closed doors. So it's, yes. So he was very, 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 very prominent during the civil rights movement. And he definitely was a gay man. Okay. He was. However, he was not the out and proud gay man okay. that we know. Gay that, black man. Exactly. Because that was hard. It was hard. Mm-hmm. So not to take that away from him, but just to say that this has been a continuing, ongoing struggle in mm-hmm. the community of accepting mm-hmm. our black and brown brothers and sisters just because they identify with a part of this community. Right. Um, because, yes, he was very important. He was on those lines um, of the march, getting together. And James Baldwin was also supposed to be mm. a part of this march. Mm-hmm. He was actually invited to speak, mm-hmm. which was later rescinded because of what people kind of believe that people were in Martin Luther King Jr. ear kind of talking about how he might come across if he allows for this openly gay man wow. to take part in this supposed to be strong, masculine mm-hmm. yeah. representation of men. Yeah. And so they rescinded. Wow. Wow. Bayard Rustin, um, it is said that he actually came out, I guess it was later mm-hmm. in his life and later during the movement or whatever, but he they said that he was often abused in his daily life by police officers and that when he did come out he was arrested. I'm sure. Um because it was illegal. Yeah. It was highly illegal mm-hmm. to be gay. And that still is like Astonishing to me. And then it was also seen as a mental illness. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I and guess. I just yeah. still have a hard time wrapping my mind yeah. around that part. That's very interesting. Um, so even back then, while we was already struggling as black people, mm-hmm. we still were excluding mm-hmm. other black men because they were yeah. gay or queer. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing that now with how just with pop culture and when a black trans woman dies there's no full outrage but when there's like a heterosexual male there's everybody ready to oh yeah really go to war for this and so like the lbgtq community is like yeah we feel that however that same energy is not coming over here so we really not that they don't have an interest but there's no interest on their end either you know so it's 
It's, I can't imagine. Like, is it moving to where it's, like, accepted? Like, okay, well, we know that they die earlier. That sucks. And yeah. kind of we keep it pushing. I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. The outrage is not as intense mm-hmm. as it is. And that's really sad because yeah. really trans, especially, especially, mm-hmm. and to say it again because this does not happen as much to trans white women mm-hmm. or trans men. Mm. However, trans black women. Right. Mm-hmm are constantly being assaulted mm-hmm. and murdered. Yep. As if it is okay. And so even was it the FBI they were like okay this is really getting out of hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah cuz they're trying to see where like mm-hmm. is there a specific group that's targeting these people? Like mm-hmm. what is going on cuz now it's oh caught somebody's attention cuz it's happening so often. Yeah, it's very alarming. And there's there's no true outrage. No. None. Nope. I mean, no and there outrage. may be outrage, just not. It may not be on a, a large platform for yeah. us to see. Yeah. Um, but I definitely get outrage, especially about the ones that just happened in Dallas. Oh, you know, yeah. there have been a series yeah. of them, and I do believe that it was a black man who was responsible for those women murders, mm. and that kind of hurt me to my core because even though you know I get it, they they kind of they they freaked out by this. This is something they just can't understand. They just can't fathom. They just don't get it. Okay, I want y'all to see that this is the same thing that white people are freaked out about our skin color. Exactly. About our athleticism. They're freaked out about our stature and our bodies, and they're freaked out. They think we're some right. type of freaks. And Which is why police kill us dead and shoot us in the street right. every day, yeah. but now we're turning around and doing this because trans thing. people. It's a cycle of abuse, and we have become conditioned mm-hmm. yes. that we don't even realize that we're doing the same thing. Yep. yep. It's, yep. it's really sad. And again, we're putting people in these boxes, and you're not even realizing that this is a full living breathing human being a life somebody's loved one this could still be somebody's mother father daughter sister you know this is somebody loves this person right right and you just took that like you can't come back from that right and the question is what did that do for you for you to take someone's life for you to harass someone who's really just trying to live their truth. Yeah, they don't even... I mean, what are they really doing other than walking down the damn street? Walking, minding their business. I mean, they like, they're like, oh, come see me at a drag show. Like that, like... Right. They're not provoking you in any way. Yeah. I mean, what these people are to me, just, you know, they're brave. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you have to be. Because they understand the reality and the risks it, it, that's involved. With being yourself, mm-hmm. walking in your truth, it could possibly get you killed. Yep. And they take that risk anyways. But it's needed because I feel like they've probably known for a long time. Yep. Yeah. They think that you can only find out at a certain age, but most of these people can probably tell you for their whole life mm-hmm. they felt like they were in the wrong body. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is who they are, and they feel like a a breath of fresh air just by getting to walk liberated in this life mm-hmm. they're feeling they feel they feel liberated and mm-hmm. so no matter how short that time is they like fuck it. you know like let me live let me breathe mm-hmm. in my truth mm-hmm. no matter what the end result might be yeah. unfortunately yeah i would love to see trans people like live to fucking 100 and be happy and be like chilling like yeah i live this full life that would be beautiful yeah that would be beautiful. And I was, um, you know, telling you in the car that I found this, this, this black man, I found this blog. I don't even, I can't remember the name of it. Um, but he was just saying that, you know, he got into a disagreement with a black woman because she was saying that he can't compare 
once again, the gay civil rights movement to the African-American civil rights movement. But all that stuff was kind of happening around the same time. And you best believe they were feeding off each other energy. Mm-hmm. One wouldn't have happened without the other. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I was reading some history yeah. stuff. And it was just saying that for as long as there have been black people, or for as long as there have been people, period, there have been gender same loving couples, gender same oh, yeah. loving people. There have been people who Since were the beginning of time. to the beginning yeah. of time. So a lot of times I think we get into the habit that this is new. And that the media yeah. is forcing this on us. This is not new. Not this new. stuff it's has been new. going on. Now, is right. it seen more? Yes, but it's not new. Right. It's definitely not new. I mean, from the beginning of time, actually, when people did get with somebody of the opposite sex back in the day, it was really just to procreate and make children. Mm-hmm. What was seen as the most passionate of relationships was the same sex mm-hmm. couples. They would that is who they would love and that is mm-hmm. that was seen as the highest form of love right. long long ago wow and that wow. these other ones were just a business pretty much mm-hmm. to procreate yeah wow this was before any of us were thought of <laughs> right <laughs> another thing that i was reading um was you know the girl the the african american lady and the black man who was having the um the disagreement she was telling him you know there were no it can't be the the two movements cannot be compared because the gay people were not slaves ever, <laughs> and so he was like, "Well, what do you think they were doing? You know, <laughs> back during slavery, do you like do you think we were on the do you think they were on a spaceship like orbiting the moon like right? Or did you, you think it was a survey like, hey, are you gay? Are you right, straight? right. Okay, you get to go on vacation. You don't have <laughs> right. to right. You don't have to do what these people are doing. You're gay, and I'm yeah. like, and so I thought we don't want a, you. You can go back. Right. So no. that's a very ignorant comment because since there have been black people. There have been gay people. Yeah. There have been lesbian people. There have been people who wanted to change their sex. This stuff is not new. It's not they new. did not separate them for slavery. Right. They probably wasn't even out, you know, but I'm just saying. So for her to say that gay, gay black people weren't slaves ever is dumb. How, how do you say that confidently? Because they think that this gay... <laughs> I do believe that people think that white people are making black men be gay or something. I hear it all the time. Yeah. It is the dumbest thing ever yeah. because all the things you see on the media or on the TV, there are a lot of things you don't take to your life and use it, such as eating your fucking vegetables. Right. That's on the TV, on commercials. You don't see people out here trying to eat their fucking vegetables, but all of a sudden, <laughs> they see Empire. They see Empire and they see... Um, Jamal being gay on TV and they swear that this show is ruining the fucking black family. They act like when we were toddlers everybody would throw a hey are you gay or are you straight party. Right. <laughs> when you turn one years old. Like it's crazy. It doesn't go like that. It does not go like that. <laughs> it just does not go like that. And so you know I just would like for us to continue to try to break these cycles of abuse. We have to. These cycles of ignorance. Yeah. These cycles of pain, trauma. You know one conversation at a time and just try to appreciate people for who the fuck they want to be. Exactly. And that's all we're trying to do. That's the only message that we're trying to give off now is appreciate these people inclusion that they are a part of history. We cannot talk about history and not include the contributions made by this community and just mutual respect, respect mm-hmm. and inclusivity because we're all here and we all make contributions right. and we wouldn't be where we are with the progress we made without these people. Without no, people. and um, some of the, you know, some famous LGBTQ people, Lorraine Hansberry, you know, she's a playwright. She wrote A Raisin in the Sun, I do mm-hmm. believe. Yeah, she did. You know, and she was afraid to, you know, 
express her bisexuality because she didn't know how she would be perceived as a black woman of that era. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we already talked about Bayard Rustin, um, who was more of a masculine man yeah. um, in the civil rights movement. But I think people forget about Alvin Ailey. Alvin Ailey was a famous choreographer and he was um, he was gay. Mm-hmm. And he was more of a masculine guy as well, mm-hmm. but he definitely was a famous choreographer. And Josephine Baker, which is one of my faves, was once the highest paid in the world, but you know, she was definitely openly bisexual, mm-hmm. along with Frida Kahlo, whom they had an affair at some they point in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and Frida Kahlo is one of my favorite artists. I'm a new art lover, but she's she's the person. Just because she's amazing on so many different levels. Mm-hmm. She yes. overcame so much and kept pushing. I mean... She was a feminist. She contributed to the feminist movement. She definitely did. I mean, and really the whole time in pain. Yeah. And she still did what she did. She still yeah. fought for rights. She still pushed the movement forward. She still played a very vital part. Mm-hmm. Langston Hughes was just definitely one of my most just amazing poets of all time. Um, but he was also a homosexual. Mm-hmm. And Langston Hughes, man, people definitely use a lot of Langston Hughes work. Mm-hmm. And he always get brought up about his contributions to, you know, the literary world in terms of being a black man, trying mm-hmm. to, what you call, I guess, get the foot in the door for black people right. during that time. And so we just, once again, and so there was this thing um, on Facebook, I think it was happening in Arkansas, where they were trying to figure out if they were going to include LGBTQ history in the curriculum for students. Mm-hmm. And two black women, I know specifically, you know, were sharing the post and like, this is ignorant. Like, I hate this. Um, this I don't new- want my kids to learn about this. Yes. And I just think like, you have got to be kidding me. These are LGBTQ history to a certain extent, it's American history. It's a piece of black history. Yeah, hell we yeah, it is. I'm like, really? We want to talk more about black history, but we want them to exclude this huge part that come with black history. Right. Like, why not expand every part that we can to get these people educated? So right. that we can learn how to treat people in general, who are right? different from us. Because you think they ain't going to ever see somebody? Right. And so I just thought that, you know, for them to even include that in curriculum, I thought that was pretty pretty dope. Yeah. I mean, I don't, they don't even necessarily need to... Their own little piece, but I'm like, when you talk about art and you talk about, like you said, the civil rights movement, you talk about the feminist movement, you got to bring up Audre Lorde. These, exactly. And Nikki Giovanni. Exactly. And Frida Kahlo. Like, you have to bring these women up. And when you talk about the blues, you got to bring up Bessie Smith and Ma Rainey because right. these people were prominent members of this exactly. jazz and blues era. You have to bring these people up. And you do bring these people up, you just try to exclude. Yeah, or you find people who do the same things, but you try to, like, find the ones who aren't a part of the LGBT. Yeah, but they definitely bring these people up, though, during Black History Month. But they, but, but, but to holler that they don't want to talk about LGBTQ history. Well, these people that you're talking about during Black History Month are groups, are members of this group. And mm-hmm. I think that goes to say how the struggle was and how much all these people experience struggle with being LGBTQ. Like, why would you not want to bring up... Like you said, Brittany, before, like, this is a part of who they are. Mm-hmm. We keep repeating history because we ain't really educating people about history. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Yes. through with it. There yes. you go. Yes. Like, yes. you keep excluding stuff and we want things to change. Yep. I don't understand. And, and the only way things are going to change if we truly, truly take a step back mm-hmm. from how somebody who is doing something that is different than what you believe is normal or what you believe is right take a step back 
and stop trying to make these people fit into the box that you think is normal yep. and mm-hmm. you think is right. That's the only way it's going to work. If we, it, and if not, we're going to keep having the same shit it's happening over and over again. Yep. Over and over again. Mm-hmm. So, anybody got anything else they want to add mm-hmm. to this session? I think that's it, guys. Happy Pride! Happy Pride! Yeah! <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>